So, Ishawan who says to a woman, You are Mukudeshis to me, I'm performing Kedushim with you. And he's giving her an item worth a Shalom Prutta, or money, which is a Prutta, at least. And he says that the Kedushim should be valid, on condition that I will talk to the ruler of the area on your behalf. I will do a particular job as a worker. I will work for you for a day. So the condition is that he'll do a particular favor for the woman. If he did indeed speak to the ruler on her behalf, or he did work for her for a day, then the condition is, in, is valid. But if not, then in Mukudeshes, she is not Mukudeshes. Now, first, Lahans, this Mishnah seems to be very obvious. It's another condition, and only if the condition is fulfilled is the Kedushin going to be valid. What is the Mishnah coming to tell us? The Gemara explains that the Mishnah is coming to tell us that this is only valid as a condition. Meaning, he gives her a pruta or an item worth a shot of pruta, and makes a condition regarding the favor which he'll do for her. But he is not able to say that, for example, I'm going to work for you for a day, and the worth of my work itself should be the kiddushin. You would have paid me, let's say, five zuz for that day's work. That's worth much more than a shot of pruta. So instead of paying me, I'm going to forego on that payment, and that should be considered the Kedushin, and it's worth more than a Shoah Prutta. So the mission is coming to tell us that that would not work, and these things would only work if it's a condition. One has to actually give her something which is worth a Shoah Prutta. It's not enough to forego on something which she owes you. If you were to work for her, then after you've done all of the work, she would then owe you a certain amount of money. And then her not giving you the money would be sort of as if she's receiving that money. But at the end of the day, she's not receiving anything from you. She hasn't received real money or a real item worth money. You're just letting her off paying you what she would owe you. And that would not be valid for the Kedushin. Now what happens if somebody performs Kedushin, I'm an on condition that my father will want it. And the Gemara explains we're talking about a case where the condition is that the father doesn't protest... He doesn't say that he is against the marriage within a particular amount of time. So they say if the father is going to protest within the next week, then the condition will be invalid. Rotsohav, if the father did want the marriage to take place, meaning he didn't protest within the week, Mukudeshes, then she is Mukudeshes, the condition is valid, Vimlav. But if not, meaning if he did protest to the marriage, then in Mukudeshes, she is not Mukudeshes because the condition was not fulfilled, the father did end up protesting. And what happens if Mesoav, the father, died within the week? So now he's not able to protest. What do we do in that case? Says the Mishnah, Haizah Mukudeshes. She is Mukudeshes. At the end of the day, the father is not going to be able to protest within the, within the week. So the condition was fulfilled. That if Mes Habein, if the son, the person who performed Kedushin, if he died within the week, the Mishnah says, Malamdin es ha'av We teach, we instruct the father to say that he doesn't want the Kedushin. So that the Kedushin will be invalid. Because otherwise, since he performed Kedushin on her and immediately died, they haven't had children yet, obviously. And there would therefore be a mitzvah of Yibum on the man who died, his brother, to marry this widow. And so to avoid forcing her into this situation of having to marry him, and to give her the status of a widow, so we instruct the father to say that, to say that he doesn't want, in order that she not be considered Mukudeshis at all, and she not require Yibum. Mr. Zayn, learn from Pesukim that although in general to establish a particular fact, two witnesses are required to testify about it, 
if a father of a Ketana, a girl under Bas Mitzvah, or a Na'ara, a girl between the ages of 12 and 12 and a half, whilst she is maturing, we've seen already that a father has the right to receive Kedushin on her behalf. And it is learned from Pesukim that, as well as that, the father is also believed if he claims that he received Kedushin on her behalf. Even if there aren't witnesses, if he claims that he performed Kedushin, that he received Kedushin on her behalf, he is trusted and she would be considered Mekodeshes. So the Mishnah says, what happens if the father says, Kedashti es piti, I received Kedushin on behalf of my daughter, whilst she was a Ketana, under Bas Mitzvah, or a Nara, between 12 and 12 and a half years old, the but I don't know to whom I performed the Kedushin. I don't know who I received the Kedushin from. And a particular person came, and he declared that I'm the one who performed Kedushin, I gave you the Kedushin on behalf, on, for the sake of the daughter. Says the Mishnah Nebon, that person is also believed, because it's assumed that he'll be afraid to lie, since even if the father forgot, he has a vague memory of who exactly he received Kedushin from. If this person comes along and says that it was me, the father would easily say that, no, I know it wasn't you. So he would be afraid to lie, and therefore he is believed. Now what happens if this person comes and says that I'm the one who gave the Kedushin, and another person also says, no, it was me. So it obviously wasn't both of them, says the Mishnah, Shneimos and Get, both of them need to give her a Get to divorce her, and then she'll be permitted to marry somebody else. We're not concerned that perhaps they're both lying, and it was a third person who did the Kiddushin, so it won't help for these people to give a Get, rather we say no. If one person would have come, then we would believe them. So now that two people came, we believe that one of them is lying, and one of them is telling the truth. So if both of them give her a Get, then she be, she'll be permitted to marry somebody else. Vimrotsu, and if they want to, then one of these two people could give her a get, and the other one could really marry her, and regardless of which one is telling the truth, that would be permitted for her to marry one of them as long as the other one already gave her a get. Now, the way the Torah teaches that a father is believed regarding receiving Kedushin on behalf of his daughter, so the Torah says, the father of the Nara will say to the Members of the Beistin, Esbiti no sati lo ish I gave my daughter to this man, lo isha, as a woman, as a wife. Now, from the first half of his statement, Esbiti no sati lo ish, at that point, what has he said? I've given my daughter to a man. And then he adds hazeh, uh, this man. But before he added the word hazeh, he has forbidden his his daughter from marrying anybody anybody in the world because he said that I I received kedushin on her behalf from a particular man. Which man? He hasn't said yet. So she would be forbidden to marry anybody in case that person is not the man who had performed kedushin and she is mukodeshes to a different man. And that means that when he adds hazeh, this man. He is permitting that particular man to be with her and have relations with her. He is permitting her to be with him. And we therefore learn that not only is a father believed to say that he received Kedushin on behalf of his daughter, but he is also believed to say that he received Gerushin. He received the, the, the document of divorce on behalf of his daughter, which he is able to do in a case where she only received Kedushin and she hasn't completed the marriage. If she completed the marriage, then already she's left the authority of her father and her father can't receive the divorce on her behalf. But if she's only received Kedushin, then her father is able to receive the divorce on her behalf. And regarding that, he is also believed 
even though the divorce now permits her to marry anybody else, we learn from that pasuk that he is believed to also to permit her to be with to marry somebody else. So the Mishnah says, if somebody says Kedash Tzbiti, I received Kedush on behalf of my daughter, or he says Kedash Tiha the Gerash Tiha Kshayktana, I received Kedushin and I received the document of divorce whilst she was a Ketana under the age of Bas Mitzvah, and the same would apply to Nara if she is before the age of 12 and a half. And the Mishnah says, Zari Ketana, and she, she is still at this point in time, when the father makes the statement, she is still a Ketana, or a Nara in that case. She is still under the authority of her father, Nehman, he is believed. Like we explained. However, the Mishnah adds, If he claims that I received Kedushin, and I received her divorce, whilst she was a Ketana, but when he makes this statement, she's already a Gedola, she's above the age of 12 and a half. The term which we give her is a Begeres, a woman who has fully matured. Now, Aiden Emon, she's not believed at all, because the Posuk which we learn from that he is believed is talking about a case where she is still a Ketana. But other than that, we have the regular law that we require two witnesses to testify about this. Now, as we just mentioned, the general law is that we require two witnesses to testify that something occurred. Specifically in this case, where a father makes the claim that he accepted Kedushin on behalf of his daughter, the Torah says a unique law that we believe him. But if the father says Nishbeis, he testifies that his daughter was captured, Ufdisiha, and I ransomed her. The halacha is that if non-Jews capture a woman, she is forbidden to marry a Koyen, since we are concerned that the non-Jews may have forced her to have relations with them, and a woman who has been forced to have relations outside of marriage is forbidden to marry a Koyen. So the question is, would this woman be forbidden to marry a Koyen now? Says the Mishnah, no, ben shikatana, ben shikadoyla, whether she is still a Katana under Bas Mitzvah and in the authority of her father, or whether she is an adult now, a Begeres in an Emon, the father is not believed, and she would still be permitted to marry a Koyen, unless of course we knew by the testimony of witnesses that this actually occurred. Now the next case discusses a woman who is married to somebody, and as far as we know, this her, her husband has no children, and he has no brothers, which means that if he now dies, will she require Yibum or not? Yibum is the mitzvah of a dead man's brother, to marry the dead man's wife, the widow, in a case where he didn't have any children when he died. But in this case, for all we know, the person who died has no brothers either. And therefore it's true that he has no children, but he also has no brothers, and therefore she would not require Yibum. But what happens if Mishama Bashash Misosai, he said at the time of his death, he made a statement, Yeshli Bonim, I do have children. Until now he thought that he doesn't have children, but he's saying that he does, Nehemon, he is believed, because this does not change the woman's status. She has a chazoka. Chazoka means a status which we assume to remain the same unless proven otherwise. So right now, her chazoka is that she does not require yibum, since for all we know, the, bro- the dead man has no brothers to do yibum. And therefore, it's all very nice that he's saying that he had children. It won't make a difference, and therefore it fits with her chazoka, so he is believed. However, if he says, Yeshli Achim, I have brothers, he doesn't say I have children, he says I have brothers, so now he is trying to change her chazoka to require Yibum. And in that case, Eni Nehmoni is not believed, because in order to change her chazoka, two witnesses are required. Alright, and ends off the Mishnah, Kaddish is bitter stam, one who receives Kedushan on behalf of his daughter without specifying which daughter. And he has a number of daughters. In Abogos Bichlal, his daughters who are already above the age of 12 and a half, 
and are fully matured and are therefore outside of his authority, they are not included. However, all other, uh, all those other daughters would now be in a state of possibly being Mekudeshes. And so before marrying anybody else, they would require a get. The Gemara adds that even if his daughters, who are Boigros, be- be- appointed him as a messenger to perform, to receive Kedushan on their behalf, even in that case, they wouldn't be included. And we would assume that only the other daughters who are younger, there's a possibility that they are Mekudeshes. Reason being that even though the father now has the ability to perform Kedushan on behalf of any of the daughters, nevertheless he has a mitzvah to do it on behalf of his younger daughters, who are still within his authority. And so we assume that he would give that priority, and that he would receive Kedushan on their behalf, rather than on behalf of his daughters who are already outside of his authority. Somebody who has two groups of daughters from two wives. So let's say Reuven married Rachel, and Rachel had five daughters, and then Rachel died, or he divorced Rachel, and then he married Hannah, another woman, and he had another two daughters. The Gemara explains he had no more than two daughters from his second wife. And all of the daughters from his second wife, Hannah, are younger than all of the daughters of Rachel, because he only married Hannah after he already divorced Rachel or Rachel died. Alright, Omar and this person said, I received Kedushan on behalf of my older daughter. Now, who exactly is this referring to? It could be referring to a number of people. I don't know if I was referring to the oldest of the older daughters, meaning the oldest daughter of Rachel, or maybe I was referring to the oldest of the younger daughters, the oldest daughter of Chana. Or perhaps I could have even been referring to the youngest of the older daughters, the youngest daughter of Rachel, or any of the daughters of Rachel. Since in relation to Chana's daughters, she would be older than the oldest daughter of the younger daughters. In relation to Hannah's daughters, all of Rachel's daughters could be called the older daughter. Says the Mishnah, in this case, all of the women are forbidden to marry somebody without first receiving a get from the person who the father received Kedushin from. Except for the youngest of the younger daughters, the youngest daughter of Hannah, that is the opinion of Rabbi Meir. According to Rabbi Meir, which means that when somebody says something which has legal significance, he intends to include even doubtful cases. We don't say that he only intends for something definite to happen, and if that certain thing doesn't happen, then he didn't say anything. No, rather we take what he said at face value, and if it creates a doubt, then we now have a doubt. And since he possibly could have been referring to all of these people, except for the youngest of the two daughters of Hannah, so they are all now considered to be possibly Mekudeshes. On the other hand, Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yosef says, They are all permitted, except for the oldest of the older daughters. According to Rabbi Yosef, One doesn't put himself into a situation of doubt, meaning he only intends for the most certain interpretation of what he is saying to have any bearing. Alright, now the Mishnah says the exact same thing, but the opposite now, What happens if he says that I received Kedushan on behalf of my younger daughter? I don't know if I was referring to the youngest of the younger daughters, Hannah's youngest daughter, or perhaps Rachel's youngest daughter, the youngest of the old daughters. Or perhaps even a Gdorish Baktanois, that could have been the oldest of the younger daughters, 
who is considered to be younger than the youngest of the older daughters. So in relation to the older daughters, she is considered to be the younger one. Says the Mishnah Kulnasuris, they are all forbidden, except for the oldest of the older daughters, because only concerning her was he certainly not referring to. The very mayor has the opinion of her mayor. They are all permitted, except for the youngest of the younger daughters, for the same reasons as we explained in the first half of the Mishnah.